with me. Just tell the story. So Christianity is really, really hard. and they're doing it in the name 
this hard. That's hard to handle. And so, of course, instead of getting at the center of God, what God truly wants, what we do is we check people on the periphery of who God is. Right? That's what we do. We don't get to the center of what God is. We just don't go on the periphery. And so what the, 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 the Bible of Israel says is, oh, it's going to like actually get to the center of all this. And, and so I don't say they don't think that Israel ever practiced the feet of return of the, of the land. They never practiced it. And they think that rarely do they practice the year of Jubilee. Right? But what they do is they say, well, God wants to send some return of the sacrifice. So let's just focus on the sacrifice instead and forget about what God really wants. So what we do is we pick, um, pick, pick an issue. I mean, pick it. We abortion. It's way easier to fight about abortion amongst Christians than it is to actually get to the center of what God wants. And so instead of actually like helping people who are the lowest of the low and bringing them up to where they have to be and have to be justice, we go, that person's for abortion. That person's against abortion. God doesn't like that. God doesn't like that. It's easier to find it that way. We can sit on the periphery instead of getting at the heart of what God really wants. What about said, well, Jesus said, well, that will be old anymore. You're going to come through the sheep's pen by gate, but by some other way as a thief and a robber. And I was speechless because I was like, not only did you just take that out of context in terrible, terrible ways, but you're also an idiot. <laughs> I can say that, but I wanted to. Which gets me to my next point. I think my point is, you know, my point is that we cherry pick on a periphery and stuff, so we get into the heart of God and we start to twist and justify scripture and what God really wants for our own beings, right? This leader, this church leader, I think it really, really well. And this church leader is, is the leader of, of a progressive Christian community. And this church leader said to his friend a couple weeks ago, he heard a conservative uh, comment from like, somebody who's super conservative. And, and this church leader went, I hope that person suffers. And that would be me. I said it. Talking about somebody else, so I thought said something that I didn't agree with. Because I prostitute the end of God. Because my being right and my opinion that matters more than that person's life and the fact that that person is a child of God, and so in the name of God, I prostitute. You do it. I first thought I'd use the pastor. That he was on one of our good writing podcasts. His name is Jonathan Martin. He said this. Uh, he said, Talk about living in an upside down world. Making churches find peacemaking controversial, playing talk on race too political, killing indoctrination liberal. This is the fruit of a people who have been told that calling Jesus Lord makes it open to your soul, not to your world. And what he's saying is we spend way too much time looking at the life of Jesus, who is God Christ, who's showing us what God's center looks like. 
Hosea said. Hosea says, this is what God says. He says, God says, for a sign of mercy, not sacrifice, an acknowledgement of God, rather than burnt offerings, they have passed and have broken the covenant with you. I'm telling you that I have broken the covenant. I'm telling you that instead of getting to the center of what God wants, instead of bringing those who have less fight and being more selfless in my own actions, I just argue and fight, trade platitudes, and decide that I'm right when the people are wrong in the name of God. I'm not giving them the dignity that they are created in the image of God. Oh, that sucks. So where do we go from here? Where do we, where do we go from here? Um, how many people are going home soon? A few people. How many people are going to get into an argument in the world? To create platitudes and to say, you know what, I know I'm right. And it's really, really easy to, to say, like, you're ridiculous if you think otherwise. And part of me believes, and I believe fully, that our church is called to get to the center of what God wants. I believe that our church is called to end systems of oppression. I believe we're called to call out places that aren't inclusive. I believe that we're called to, to, to decrease so that others can increase. We're called to that. And so I believe it's true and it's good that if I start a conversation with someone else without dignifying them as a person of God, First, as a creation of God, first, as someone who is on equal plane with me, then I'm prostituting the name of God. So I want to encourage us as we enter into this conversation to get offline and to go meet people face to face. And when we do that, yeah, we're allowed to make peace because we're going to roll over and go, oh, everything goes and it's okay. No. But I'd say that we probably look that person in the eye and say, oh, this person is created in the image of God just like I am. And it starts off the conversation in a more gracious way. Sometimes peacemaking in that situation and being gracious means, as one of my friends in this church told me at the time, sometimes when I'm having a conversation, I look at my glass of wine and I go sit on the deck. You might need to do that too. And that's being gracious. I just had a conversation with someone and I said, you know what? Sometimes it's recognizing that we might not be sharing the same boat, but we're in the same lake, and that might be good enough for right now. I like that. That's peacemaking. That's being gracious. That's saying that even though someone might be difficult, that we are still in a place. We recognize that they are made in the image of God. I love what Jesus did. So Jesus shows up to show us God's heart. And when Jesus shows up, he goes like this. He goes, you know what? You've heard it said, love your neighbor. I say to love your enemies as well. Go ahead and love your enemies. And then what does Jesus do? Jesus works to a place he found his year old beef between northern and southern Israel. That's what Jesus does. Jesus sees the Samaritan woman, right? And she's the enemy. She's the enemy because she's been the enemy forever. In fact, the people of the South wouldn't even walk for Samaritan any longer. Like, and it was close inside this forest in Jersey City. And they wouldn't even walk to Pennsylvania without going through Jersey. It's impossible. Right? And that's what they were doing. Jesus goes to this woman. And Jesus goes, oh, listen, I see you. I see you. And you're made in the image of God, and I have water that if you drink it, you will never thirst. And what's God doing? God's saying, there was a, there was 
shaming each person as they're they're made in the image of God, it means that this thousand-year-old divide doesn't matter. This woman is dignified. She deserves love, and she will be a part of what I'm up to. And then Jesus tells a story. So it's like, what does it mean to love your neighbor? And he says, I have a story for you. The story was called The Good Judean. What was the story called The Good Israelite? What was the name of that story again? What? It's called The Good Samaritan. Because Jesus is working to unite the rivers divide, to bring the center of God back to all, not just some. And to say that because we're all made in the image of God, we can go way beyond rights and wrongs. We can move past the periphery and back into what God desires for all of us. And what does God desire for all of us? All the stuff Jesus did, we just have to look at Jesus. So yeah, loving your enemy. Yeah, upending systems. Yeah, saying the last shall be first and the first shall be last. Yeah, but then what happened? Then Jesus absorbs all of our sin, all of our not being able to get it right, and takes it upon him and says, this is how much you are loved by God. The people of Israel, the people of Israel are like, yeah, we messed this up. The like a cedar of Lebanon, people will dwell again in the shade and they will flourish like the rain. These two warring groups, the prostitute God's name, they get it wrong, they don't live in the center, they live on the periphery, all for their own power, all for their own advance, are simply love. They're simply love. This commentary, I think, says it best. This is the Mosaic church comes up to Israel and commit transgressions against Yahweh. such a way that they see your center. They see what you desire. 
They say it's not about the periphery, but about creating an equity that will last forever in your kingdom. Thanks for giving us the keys to this kingdom. Being allowed to make peace in this kingdom. We pray that when we don't do our part, 